This is episode number 185 with Dr. Alberto Velodo. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Himalaya. For those of you that have not heard of Himalaya, it's an epic brand new podcast app, which has so many awesome and unique features no other podcast app has, like episode and channel playlists. It's free, so easy to find new shows, and is really user-friendly. So head on over to the app or Google Play Store to download it today. Don't forget to follow me once you're done so that you can listen to my episodes one day earlier than they're usually released. Pretty cool, huh? Dr. Alberto Velodo is a medical anthropologist and the best-selling author of 17 books. He has studied the shamanic healing practices of the Amazon and the Andes for over 30 years. He is the founder of the Four Winds Society and Light Body School, which trains certified energy medicine practitioners and where they combine ancient shamanic teachings with modern science. How cool is that? The Light Body School is internationally recognized as the gold standard in shamanic education, bridging ancient shamanic wisdom teachings with cutting edge practices in nutrition, biology, and neuroscience. And in this episode, we chat about his story and how he got to doing the work that he does today, why no one is older than seven years old, What is a shaman? The powerful plants that turn on your longevity genes. What happens at age 35 that you need to be aware of? The foods to hack your biology. How to detox your mind and brain. Where toxins are stored and how to eliminate them. The powerful thing that will detox your brain. How to detox daily for optimal health, vitality, and longevity. Why and how to support your liver. How to become a modern shaman. How to repair your brain in six weeks and the three supplements to help you do that. How to combat candida. Ancient shamanic healing secrets. Why you need to talk to your probiotics. Yep, you heard me right. Plus so much more. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 185. But before we dive into this epic conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week it comes from Carla King and it's a five-star review and it's titled, I'm a big fan of Melissa's podcast. And she says, Melissa, I am such a big fan of your podcast. I've been listening to your show since the start of this year while driving to work 
and it's been the best way to start my mornings. I find each interview so informative, inspiring and positive. I'm always talking to my colleagues about something that I've recently learned from one of your amazing guests. You have had such a positive impact on my mindset and in allowing me to see a future career path in holistic wellness. I'm so grateful to you for this. Thank you for making such important information easily available for people. Love from Carla King. Thank you so much, Carla, for that beautiful review. I am so grateful and it is my absolute pleasure. And if you want to be the review of the week, head on over to iTunes and leave that review right now. And without further ado, let's bring on the amazing Dr. Alberto Velodo. Alberto, welcome to the show. I'm so excited for our conversation today. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Good morning, Melissa. I had a uh, double espresso with a little bit of almond milk on it, mm. which is not my usual breakfast. And then nothing else. It, it was a very busy day. But normally I start my day with some avocados, a very small amount of protein, but a lot of good fats, some nuts, occasionally some eggs. Oh, yum, yum, yum. A couple of my favorite things there, avocados and eggs. Yum. Oh, I love those so much. Now, I am fascinated to hear how you got into doing the work that you do and how your journey unfolded. So can you take us back and tell us your story and how you got to where you are today doing the wonderful work that you now do? Well, Melissa, initially I started out in a brain laboratory and we were looking at how the brain could create psychosomatic health because we knew that it could create psychosomatic disease, but can you create extraordinary health and communion and bliss and connection to nature and deep meditation? And we were slicing and dicing and staining the brain and putting it under the microscope. And and one day, I realized I was looking out of the wrong end of the microscope, that instead of going smaller and smaller, I had to go bigger and bigger, even to to work with people who had a whole different conception about reality than we did. So I closed my lab down at San Francisco State University, and I headed to the Amazon. And I spent years working with the shamans in the Amazon who knew how to create health. They knew how to use the power of the mind and of the spirit and of the medicine plants, of the power plants, to create extraordinary health. So I spent many years studying with them and eventually became became a student of the shaman. So I'm kind of a Western shaman, even though I'm a medical anthropologist by training. And what I discovered is that they knew how to get our health span to equal our lifespan, whereas we just you know, we don't have a we don't have a healthcare system in the West. We have a disease care system, and they knew how to create extraordinary health. And then, and then, what happened once you discovered all of this? Once you went to the Amazon jungle, once you discovered all this, then what happened? Well, I actually was funded by a big Swiss pharma, and they wanted to discover the next big cancer cure. And the Amazon is nature's pharmacy. But what happened is that. 
Everywhere I went, there was no cancer, there was no dementia, there was no heart disease, no breast cancer. These are the illnesses of the West. But then I saw the villagers that I had studied with years before, the minute that they began to eat like we do in the West, they began to get sick like we do and to get obese and to die like we do. So there's something about the Western diet and the Western belief system that is deadly. It's pretty toxic. Mm, I absolutely agree. And belief is so much a part of the holistic wellness puzzle. You can be eating all of the green veggies that there is and drinking green smoothies, but if you have these unhealthy, toxic beliefs, then you're only going to get so far. You're not going to be able to completely unlock your full potential. Totally. Not only that, but we don't we we believe that these toxic beliefs are ours only but we can get them also from other people, not only from our upbringing, but the shamans and many cultures around the world recognize that when people are having negative thoughts about us, that these can be like spiritual daggers that, that can penetrate our, our field and our body and make us very toxic as well. And of course, there's no amount of psychotherapy and talking therapy that will help you deal with these negative energies that we may be getting from people that we once cared for, but that now maybe believe that we've ruined their lives because we were not the way they expected us to be. Mm. Now, you say that by learning this ancient shamanic wisdom, we can heal disease, eliminate emotional suffering, and even grow a new body, which is the title of your new book, which I absolutely love. Yes, you can with this ancient shamanic wisdom. But see, we're growing a new body anyway. You know, there's nobody in the planet that's older than seven years of age, because every seven years we grow an entirely new body. And if you're running the software, the programming that's in your family, seven years from today, you're going to have a slightly older and more wrinkled body than the one you have now. But if you download version 2.0 of the human software, you can grow a new body that ages differently and heals differently and even dies differently. Oh, I love that. I have never heard anyone say that, that we're no one is older than seven years. And when you say it like that, of course, because our cells are always regenerating and we're always growing and healing, which I absolutely love. But if you're not upgrading your beliefs, then you are going to age. I love that. Thank you so much yep. for sharing that. You're welcome. And, but you cannot grow a new body on French fries. No, you can't. <laughs> I remember vacuuming my automobile one time and finding French fries that my kids had eaten that were probably three years old underneath the seat that not, not even a self-respecting bug will eat. Mm. So imagine trying to grow a new body on that. No, you've got to have healthy food, but then you need healthy emotions and you need to have a, a strong spirituality. Yes, I absolutely agree. That's one of the core ingredients here. Before we dive into that, what is a shaman? Can you tell us what a shaman is or can anyone become a shaman? What is a shaman? A shaman, the shamans were the very first neuroscientists, but the shamans, in at least in the Andes and in the Amazon where I studied, they were the wisdom keepers. And they were the keepers of an ancient tradition that you have in Australia also, 
But as you know, it's been devastated by the church and by the state. And now the, the indigenous people are living in poverty with terrible alcoholism. But these were the ancient wisdom keepers. And they knew how to work with the medicine plants. And they knew what plants could switch on the longevity genes in your system. What today scientists are calling the immortality genes, the sirtuin genes. And the Amazon shamans knew this, but we don't have to go to the Amazon to take their herbs. We can get them at the local health food store now. We know how to work with these plants and they're available to us. And they are the ones that silence more than 500 genes that create disease and switch on more than 200 genes that create health. And these are power plants like curcumin that we're all familiar with, resveratrol, sulforaphane. And today we know what they are. Can you share some other of these amazing, powerful herbs? These are the plants that are considered sacred plants by every traditional society. And these are not the psychedelic plants. Those were the teacher plants. Those were amazing plants like the ayahuasca and the San Pedro and many others. But the sacred plants were the ones that switched on the longevity genes and the detoxifying processes in the body, what in biology are called the NRF2 activators. And primarily, they are found in broccoli, like broccoli flowers. You know, the healing power of broccoli is extraordinary. And that's because of sulforaphane, which is the active ingredient that will switch on these longevity genes. And we know curcumin, for example, in, in India, where there's, that, where there's a lot of curcumin consumed, the Indians have, in India, 15% of the Alzheimer's rate that we have in America because they eat a lot of curry. And the other one that we work with that you can get in the health food store is the resveratrol that was found in the skin of grapes. And that's extraordinarily powerful. It switches on all of these genes that create health. Now, there are many others, but we cannot get the ones that I work with in the Amazon. You cannot get these locally at your health food store. And you really don't want to work with them because you don't know the potency. Sometimes they're 80% of the active ingredient, and sometimes you got 10%, so you couldn't dose it properly. But in every culture, these were the sacred plants, the ones that allowed you to live a long and healthy life. Well, I eat lots of broccoli and lots of turmeric. I don't eat grapes, but maybe I should start. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing well so far. You're doing great, and you know that. <laughs> but the thing is that, Melissa, how old are you, I'm, if I may ask? I'm 32. You're 32. See, what happens is that biology programmed us for reproduction and not for longevity. So the way that biology, that Mother Nature ensured longevity for the species was by getting us to reproduce. So she invested really heavily in our reproductive years up to about the age of 35. After the age of 35, a bunch of detox and repair systems begin to shut down. So your growth hormone begins to shut down, your glutathione production goes to nearly zero. So you've got three more good years. No, but you're eating healthy and well, so you've got many, many more good years. So what happened is that nature shuts these systems down for us. 
so by the age of 40, you're not producing glutathione anymore. And this is the master antioxidant in the body. And the, the master scavenger of toxins transports toxins out of the body. So what these plants do, like the curcumin that you take every day and the broccoli florets that you eat, what they do is they will turn on these systems and nature shut down. What you're doing in effect is you're hacking your biology so that you can live a long life, even though biology doesn't consider it a very good investment to have a bunch of really, really old people because you end up with a bunch of really sick people. So we know how to hack our biology today. We know how to get our health span to equal our lifespan. But we need to work with these plants. We need to detox the body. And maybe even more important, we need to learn to detox the brain, the mind. How do we do that? How can we detox the brain and the mind right now? Because I know a lot of people listening will, they can relate to some toxic thoughts that are going round and around in their brain. So how can we detox those thoughts now? Well, see, the thing is you cannot change your mind without changing your brain first. Today, we've been exposed to toxins that didn't exist 100 years ago. You know, in the past, all of the mercury you were exposed to happened during a volcanic eruption. But all of the, the rest of the time, the mercury was bound in the earth, was not freely available like it is today from burning coal power plants. And I remember as a kid, when the thermometer broke, playing with the mercury. And later on, going to my dentist and having my dentist put it in my mouth, in my teeth. So we've been exposed to heavy metal poisons, to pesticides, to the chemicals that didn't exist 100 years ago and that our body doesn't know how to eliminate. Now, we store toxins in fat because these are the very long-lived molecules. So while you grow a new body every seven years, the fat in your body does not change unless you burn it. So the body stores toxins in long-lived molecules, which are the fat molecules, and your brain is 70% fat. So, for example, breast milk is 40% omega-3 fatty acids. So it's 40% DHA. So the brain needs this to grow and to repair. So the brain is primarily fat, and if you've been exposed to mercury or to lead, there was not too long ago, you had lead in automobile fuel and lead plumbing. And so we're arsenic. You get arsenic from eating rice or aluminum in your deodorant. So the body's not able to eliminate these toxins. And many of them end up in the brain. But there's a product called alpha-lipoic acid, <clears throat> ALA, that's extraordinary for helping the brain to eliminate toxins. So before we can change our minds, we need to change our brain. We need to begin to detox it. We cannot heal our emotions if, our, if we have a bunch of mercury in our brain. It's very difficult to do. So today, the detox, which is the very first part of growing a new body, is essential. And it's helpful to think of it, you know, if you can imagine that each one of us was born with a bucket inside every one of ourselves. And this is the bucket where we put toxins in. Every cell puts toxins in this bucket, and some of us have a bigger bucket than others. And when the bucket overflows, we get sick. 
and some of us get sick early or later, and that's when medicine intervenes. What we have to learn to do today is to empty the bucket before we get pathology, before we get sick. And then we need to trigger the mechanisms that will help us to grow a new body, but it's not based on the old one and not based on the genetics that we inherited. Many of us inherited really bad genes for heart disease and cancer from our families. So we want to upload the information in the system. And you upload that information, you upgrade it through the energy field that surrounds the physical body. So if you can work with with eating right, with detoxing the body, with the upregulators that switch on the longevity genes, and then you upgrade the information in the blueprint and the field, wow, this is when the magic really begins to happen. Yeah. And for... A lot of people, I've found that they think that detoxing is something that they should just do once a year or maybe every season. But how can we implement some detoxifying choices or principles into our everyday life so that we're constantly supporting our body? Yeah, this is so important, Melissa. I'm so glad you brought this up because the, in fact, most of the time, when people detox, they're, they're cleaning out the filters. They're cleaning out the liver or the gallbladder or the kidneys or the blood. But we want to detox the brain. We want to detox neurons. We want to help cells to eliminate toxins that they've not been able to eliminate for a long time. And you do this with some of the supplements that we talked about, like curcumin. And you do this with the, with broccoli, with eating broccoli or taking the active ingredient in broccoli, which is called sulforaphane. So if you take that for a week, you kickstart detox mechanisms that are innate in the body, but that are not operant for many people because they've been overwhelmed. But before the body can, before the brain can detox, you've got to remember that it's the liver primarily that detoxifies poisons in the body. So we have to support the liver first. The body will not let you detox if your liver's not fully online. And you do that with magnesium, zinc, and B12. And just about everyone in Australia and in America is magnesium deficient and B12 deficient. So the liver is stuck. The liver's not able to eliminate toxins. And then then you can use the detoxifiers that we talked about. And you'll be surprised how quickly, how quickly you begin to detoxify the brain, which then can allow you to experience inner peace and communion and, and spirituality. What we call spirituality is really the inevitable result of upgrading your brain. It's not something you look for. It happens naturally once you're able to eliminate the poisons, the mercury, the lead, the heavy metals particularly, but the pesticides from the brain. Suddenly you you get clarity. You become happy. You don't have to go to your therapist anymore. (laughs) So I'll I'll tell you a funny story if I – I don't want to do all the talking, but if I (laughs) I can tell you a funny story, one of of my students – And I teach, what I teach today is I teach people to become modern shamans, to understand the ancient energy medicine and the cutting edge brain science. 
But one of my students came to my office, made an appointment and brought her husband. <clears throat> and I said, how can I help you? And she said to me, my husband is a horrible lover. Can you help him? Can you help us? He's a terrible lover. And I said to her, look, I don't do family therapy. I'm sorry. I can recommend somebody to you. He said, no, no, no. We really want to work with you. I said, I'm sorry. I don't do, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how to. I'm not trained to do that kind of work. But I'll tell you, I said, I'll tell you what. Come back in six weeks, and I'll have a session to work on upgrading your field and maybe helping you clear any trauma around this. But I don't have another opening for six weeks, but I put them on the detoxifiers and on DHA, the omega-3 fatty acid, that will repair the brain in six weeks. Now, the problem with this fellow is he worked on Wall Street, very successful, very competitive, and he always wanted to be number one and come first. Well, that doesn't work with your with your lover. <laughs> so they came back six weeks later, and in that time, he had managed to repair the region in the brain that allows you to reset the brain and get out of fight or flight, get out of the stress mode. And they came back and she said, it's amazing. I don't know what you did, Alberto, but he's become a gentle, caring lover in these six weeks. This is fantastic. And we've told our friends about you. And I said, wait a minute. I, I don't do marital therapy. I just helped him to repair his brain. And of course, he was able to relax and be at ease and, and be gentle and loving with the woman he had married. So you got to, we have to repair the brain today because most of us have been so stressed out and so affected by the poisons in our food and in our environment. Mm, and I'm sure that all of the areas of his life improved. You know, I'm sure he was a better friend and better at work and a better father and a better son and every area of his life, not just his loving relationship with his wife, but I'm sure every area totally. was improved by that. And I know for me, you know, when I started on my journey of really cleaning up my health and my life, that the clarity that I felt in my mind and in my body and that inner peace and contentment was something that I'd never experienced before in my life. And, yep. you know, you mentioned the supplements, magnesium, zinc, and B12, and I've been taking them for a few years now and they have helped and supported me so much. So I love what you do and I am so such a huge advocate for looking at what we're doing daily. You know, these daily little things that we do add up to either big results or big consequences. And it's these small things that, like the food we choose to eat and the choices that we make every day that make such a huge difference in our life. But I'd love to hear what is some other ancient shamanic wisdom that can help us become a modern-day shaman? Well, Melissa, I think that today, from my perspective, we all have to become our medicine men and medicine women. We cannot rely on medicine to keep us healthy. It's just the opposite. Medicine is going to keep us sick. The uh, My wife recently went to 
to the doctor because she had this sinus congestion for a few weeks. And she was examined. They did an MRI. They looked inside her sinuses. There was a lot of blockage and inflammation. And she was prescribed two different kinds of antibiotics together with steroids and a proton pump inhibitor, which is horrible. And this is like for trying to control a nasal drip. It's, a, it's amazing the medic. She was given 20 milligrams of pregnisone, which is a very powerful steroid, which she didn't take any of it, which is what I use when I take an expedition up to the high Andes and somebody is dying because of altitude sickness. I might give them 20 milligrams to save their life and bring them down the mountain. And here she was prescribed this for for a sinus infection. <laughs> it's amazing to me how, unfortunately, the, the medical profession and doctors are really, really good people, but they're educated today by big pharma. And we have to become our own healers and our own medicine people. And we do that by, by not only becoming conscious of how we eat and what we eat, but one of the best remedies that I know is one that you can prepare at home and you have to prepare it at home, which is to combat candida. And as you know, candida is a yeast. It's an invasive yeast. That's the result of all of the sugar that we eat. So in the United States, a hundred years ago, people ate they people ate a hundred uh, five pounds of sugar a year. Today, the average American eats a hundred and eighty-five pounds of sugar. Wow! And I assume that it's similar in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it's just increasing and it's absurd and obesity is just going up diabetes heart disease all of these things are just on the rise yep and this is all sugar related well what happens is that your gut is colonized by the yeast that eats sugar and that's candida but we can't get it out we don't know how to get it out but there's a way that you can do this at home which is with another yeast called saccharomyces boulardii Saccharomyces boulardii, which competes with the candida. See, what the candida does is that it moves into the best apartments, the penthouse apartments, and gets all the parking spots. So when you take a little probiotic, which is a really teeny little creature, it's not going to be able to displace the candida, the yeast from your gut. It's going to go right through you and out of you. So you've got to deal first with this yeast overgrowth that most people have. And many women will get it vaginally. Many people will get it in their toenails. But it's in the gut of most every person that consumes sugar like an ordinary human being. So the Boulardi, you can purchase this in the health food store. But then you have to grow your own yeast. So you have to take really, really ripe fruit and boil it for 20 minutes, let it cool back down to room temperature, and then open a couple of capsules of Boulardi and let it reproduce. And after two or three days, the yeast will be fermenting the sugar into alcohol and all the sweetness will be gone. And you will have a tremendously powerful remedy for eliminating the candida in your gut and helping to restore the balance in your flora so that you can digest food and be nourished by it 
And you can produce also the neurotransmitters that you need to have a balanced brain. Because if your gut is broken, most of your neurotransmitters like serotonin are produced in your gut, and you're not going to have access to the brain chemistry you need to be happy. So the key player here is the candida, and we can eliminate it. And I have a free video in my website at the4wins.com on how to prepare this at home. And you can prepare it. It's amazingly easy. If you've made yogurt, you can make your probiotic Saccharomyces boulardii that will restore balance to your gut in a couple of weeks, and particularly after taking antibiotics. So this is a really important recipe that, that frankly, most of us should really be taking on a regular basis. Yeah. What is the duration that you would recommend someone take the Saccharomyces boulardii for? Is it something that you just take one capsule a day or would you just have a spoonful of that beautiful fermented fruit? Yep. Spoonful of the beautiful fermented fruit once or twice daily for two weeks. And that should restore balance to your gut. And then if you need to, you can do it again in three months, but there's no harm in taking it daily. It's like eating yogurt every day, except that the yogurt that we eat, unless you make it at home, you know, that delicious Greek thick yogurt that we all love to eat. If you read the label, it has 23 grams of sugar in it, as much sugar as a soft drink. It's extraordinary. Mm, yes. The Boulardi is really a lifesaver. It can repair your gut. And once you repair your gut, the gut will be producing serotonin, which will help you sleep better. Because the brain turns serotonin into melatonin when you're going to sleep at night. And it'll help you meditate because when you quiet the brain, and if you have enough serotonin on board, the brain will use it to transform that serotonin into DMT, which is a bliss molecule, which is the active ingredient in ayahuasca, actually. So You've got to remember that the brain loves to be in bliss, and it can only be in bliss if it has the bliss molecules, the chemical substrate, the brain chemistry to support meditation and forgiveness and compassion and joy. You need the brain chemistry to support that. In the same way, you need the brain chemistry to, to support being angry. And if you cannot stop being angry until you shift out of that brain chemistry as well. And this is what Grow a New Body is about. It's about how do you take control of your health and of your brain again? And how do you work also with the energy field that surrounds the physical body and that actually is the one that creates the physical body and renews the physical body? It's the, it's the template, it's the blueprint. I love this so much. You are speaking my language. Is there any other ancient shamanic healing secrets that you can share with us? Well, there are a couple of others. The shamans say that before we were born, that we were all gathered in a great green field. And a very big angel came out and said, you know, this is going to be a very difficult time for the earth. There's going to be climate change. There's going to be hunger. There's going to be fires raging through the earth. There's going to be conflict and war. Who wants to come? We need healers. Who wants to come? 
and we all raised our hands. So we all chose to be born at this time to be part of the solution. And we didn't come here to spend another year in therapy. We came here to be part of a revolution to what the shamans say is a new human that is being born in the planet today. So the object of the energy medicine practices of the shamans, which is what I teach our students, is not only to heal from disease, but to become an extraordinary human. The work begins when you're healed or when you're healing. And that's when you can take a quantum leap to become this new human that, that we are calling homo luminous, not homo sapiens. We talk about wanting to become enlightened. For the shamanic practitioners, enlightenment is where it starts, not where it ends. This is where we begin to really participate in creating the world and in what is called dreaming the world into being. I love that. I love this so much. And I love that we've all put our hand up and we've all said, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm ready to do this. Because I think there's a lot of suffering in the world today. And I feel like, you know, remembering that we all signed up for this and we put our hand up and said, I'm in. I want to help shift the consciousness of this earth. So everyone listening, you know, if we are, if you are suffering right now, like we all chose to be on this earth at this time, we're all powerful beyond measure and the world shifts when we do our own internal work. Absolutely. That's so right on. This is what we came to do. And remember that we said, yes, I can be counted on. I can be counted on to do my part to create more beauty in the world, to create more health, create more healing. And it starts with creating healing for yourself and, and for, for later biting off more than you can chew, taking on the big projects. So I was driving to my office in Miami a few weeks ago with a fellow author from Hay House, and I'm not going to mention any name because you would know who it is, and there's never any parking in my office. Never. Their buildings are all around and there's only three parking spaces. And I was driving a big rental car and I'm not very good at parking. And my friend says, Alberto, I'm going to create a parking spot for us. So he closes his eyes and he begins to meditate. And a few minutes later, we get to my office and there's not one, but two parking spots. And he says, see, look what I did. It's not a, that's it. I said, that's amazing. That's incredible. But if you're so good at it, why do you have to do it every time? Why can't you do it once today for the rest of your life that you will always get a parking spot? And we had a good laugh, but he got a little bit upset with me. And this is it. We, we, can, we can create not only a parking spot, we can, which we all know, we can create world peace. So I always encourage our listeners and our students to take on one of the really big ones. So I'll, I'll tell you a story. I have a good friend who's a, from New York, a Jewish man who's a prominent Buddhist scholar. And he goes to Japan to teach Buddhism actually to the priests, to the, to the Zen priest. And he tells me that the Zen practitioners, the priests, have left the city monasteries and they've moved to the mountaintop monasteries 
because they believed that at this critical time they were living in, that they can make more of a difference meditating in the mountaintop to create world peace than teaching a young Japanese executive how to meditate. So this is such a critical time for the earth. And you can take on one of these big topics, take on world peace. One of my topics is I want to end world hunger. And that's what I hold in my, in my meditation and in my practice. And, and we can do that. See, what we call meditation, the shamans call it journeying, is a disruptive technology. And if you can focus your intent and offer your practice for the good of all humanity, you can create peace. And it begins, of course, by creating peace around you and in your family and in your relationship. And then it extends to your neighborhood and eventually it extends to the entire planet. So don't underestimate the power that you have. You have so much power not only to create your own reality, but to really create planetary reality, global reality. That's what we came here to do. We can do it through the power of intention. We can do it through changing the internal map that we have about how how the world works and once we can shift that map internally it shifts on the outside absolutely we are so powerful and i just want to remind everyone listening that you matter and i know a lot of people think oh my you know just little old me no not just little old you you matter and you are here to make a difference and by you taking action and doing that internal work within yourself is shifting the consciousness of the planet. So we need you. We absolutely need you. Absolutely. And to do that, we want to be sure that we have a brain that's repaired, that we can access the higher order neural networks in the brain that allow us to dream the world into being powerfully and not to be caught in the collective nightmare that humanity seems to be trapped in right now. Mm, Exactly. Now, what are you working on within yourself at the moment? Speaking of, you know, taking responsibility and continuously working on ourselves within ourselves, what are you working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? Well, you know, the, I worked, I worked on myself for a very long time. And then one day I discovered that working on myself was an addiction that I had. So what I have started to do was to not work, but to surrender to that higher form of awareness that's available to all of us and of consciousness and allow that to work me instead of me having to work on you know, my relationship with my mother, with my father, with my spouse, you still have to show up. And from the shamanic perspective, there's three steps to that. The first one is you have to wake up. Because if you don't wake up, it doesn't matter how much you work on yourself, you're still going to be caught in a very unconscious process that's that's founded on fear and in control and in manipulation. So you have to wake up. The second step is beyond waking up, you have to grow up. You have to integrate the lessons and the teaching. Otherwise, you keep repeating the grade. 
And then the final step is you have to show up. You have to show up to make a difference in the world. So the so today the topics that I'm working on is how is how do we take responsibility for creating a world that our great grandchildren can be born into? How do we dream that into being? And personally, I'm working on how do I clear up all of the karma that led me to be born into the family that I was born into. That was not the prettiest of family, but that's obviously where I had to learn. How do I clear that karma so I don't have to learn through suffering anymore? How do we clear that karma? Yep. So, (laughs) well, you clear it by clearing your field, your luminous energy field. So you can do it psychologically, which you, we have to do it. You could do it intellectually, which you need to understand it. But ultimately, you want to do it energetically by working with the energy field around the physical body. And this is what I write about in my book, Grow New Body. Unless you do the energetics, you're not going to heal completely. You've got to clear the blueprint. You've got to clear the matrix. And then you create health. And when you do that, you don't ever treat the seas. You never treat the seas. You simply create the conditions for health emotionally and nutritionally through the food you eat and through the, your spiritual practice. You create the conditions for health and the seas goes away. Yep, absolutely. Given half the chance and the right environment, the body can truly thrive. And the mind can thrive and the mind can and brain can heal, but we need to create the right environment. Yeah. We need to give it the chance to do it. But so many of us just, you know, want this quick fix or this pill to kind of fix all of our problems, but we've got to create the environment in order for us to really thrive and really feel vital and healthy and strong. Totally. I agree with you completely. And it begins with what we put in our mouth. And then it's what we put in our head. So even if you clean your diet up, but you're not cleaning up what you're putting into your mind, you're going to, you're going to still be living in a sick relationship with the world. So it begins with the food, begins with our food. And then you can work with these amazing upregulators that we spoke about, the curcumin, the turmeric, the broccoli extract, sulforaphane, and the grape seed extract, which is the uh, resveratrol. And they will switch on genes that are being called the, the longevity genes that I call the immortality genes. Because nature will only allow you to turn these genes on if you have acquired a certain degree of wisdom. So that even if you take the upregulators that I just mentioned, if you go to the store and buy the best curcumin in the world, if you have not dedicated your life in some way to be of service, then it won't work effectively. And let me, let me give you an example of how this goes. I, I was having dinner with a couple of scientist friends, and they loved to taunt me, and we were having a glass of wine. And they said, Alberto, you read the research about probiotics, right? The new cutting edge research out of Israel and Harvard. 
that probiotics are useless. And I said, yeah, I read it, but it was flawed experimental design, bad design. He said, what do you mean bad design? This is Harvard. This is, you know, this is, I said, yeah, it was flawed design. So they said, okay, explain how it was flawed. I said, well, if you think about the mind of Gaia, of the planet, the mind of the planet is bacterial. So bacteria have been around for 2,000 million years. And we've just been around for a little teeny bit of time, for 2 million years. The mind of the planet is bacterial. They communicate with each other. They're always interacting. They're communicating through photons and biophotons. And the planet, the mind of the planet, realizes that humans are a parasite. And that we're killing the planet. We're killing so many species. So you have to talk to your probiotics. You've got to tell them, look, remember that they're alive. And you've got to say to them, I'm not part of the problem. I'm part of the solution. I'm here to make a difference, to really bring beauty and healing to the earth. And if you don't talk to them, they might think you're part of the problem and go out of their way to try to do away with you. So they looked at me and they shook their head. But remember, when you, when you do take probiotics, I'm sure you do, that they're living beings. Talk to them. Talk to them. And don't just pop a pill because the probiotics that you're taking have been freeze-dried. They were grown in great big vats, liquid, and then they were freeze-dried to be able to put them into capsules or into tablets. So take them out of the, out the capsule and put them in warm water for 10 minutes so that they can rehydrate. Otherwise, they're going to rehydrate in your stomach that's full of acid, and they're going to, they're going to burst. They're going to die. They're not going to make it through the stomach. So we have this amazing interconnectedness with life, including our probiotics, that we can engage in dialogue and conversation. And when I prepare the Saccharomyces boulardii, that's what allows the probiotics to really take in your gut, I talk to them. I tell them, look, I'm help me get healthy so that I can help others find their health. I talk to them. They're living creatures. I talk to my dogs. Why shouldn't I talk to my probiotics? I love that so much. I've had so many amazing health experts and doctors on this show, and no one has ever said, talk to your probiotics. I absolutely love that, <laughs> but it makes sense. I talk to my plants because I want my plants to grow and I want them to thrive, and I yeah. want them to look beautiful in my home. And so I'll walk past my plants, and I talk to them. And I'm sure if I had a dog, I would probably talk to my dog. But you are so right. Probiotics are a living organism, and we need to talk to them. And there's that water experiment. I don't know if you guys have ever, if you've ever seen it, about the power of words. And when you talk yeah, to... Yeah, it's empowered. And we'll link to it in the show notes so everyone can have a look at it. But it's so powerful. I mean, we give thanks to our food and we talk to our food before we eat it. We always take three deep breaths and we say thank you and thank you, Mother Nature, and thank you for all of the nourishment that you're going to give to our bodies. And so why not talk to your supplements and probiotics? This is brilliant, and I'm going to definitely yeah. start doing it. Well, your supplements are different because your supplements are not living beings. Your probiotics are. They're bacteria, they're creatures. 
Now, the, here's a fascinating experiment that was done about 30 years ago by Fritz Pope, where he took two Petri dishes, which are laboratory dishes made out of ordinary glass, and he put bacterial cultures in both of them side by side, and then he put a pathogen, a poison, in one of them. And that Petri dish, all of the bacteria died, and the other one were still the same. They were still alive. Now, he repeated the experiment, but using quartz petri dishes. And quartz allows full-spectrum light to go through. So he put two bacteria cultures side by side, and then he put a pathogen, a poison, in one of them, and it killed all the bacteria. But when he examined the other dish, he found that the other dish had developed antibodies to the pathogen, even though they had had no contact. So they were communicating with light. And this is how bacteria communicate. Remember, bacteria are everywhere in this planet. And we've been waging a war against bacteria for 50 years, saying that they're bad, so that we then rinse our mouth with mouthwash to kill the bacteria in our mouth, and we get gum disease. And we take a shower with city water that has chlorine, and we kill off the bacteria, the flora in our skin, and we get skin diseases. We kill the flora in our gut with antibiotics, and you know we ruin our health. So get a water filter for your shower so you don't destroy the bacteria in your... In fact, I, had, I was having an issue with, with a spot in my arm that really... It, it was peeling and flaking and it irritated. And I went to the dermatologist and I got the dermatological cream and the steroid creams. Nothing worked. And one day I got so upset, I was preparing my probiotics, putting them in water. I just rubbed some probiotics on it. And the next day my skin was cleared. Wow. The bugs did it. That's amazing. Yeah, you got to remember that we're a colony organism, that 90% of who we are are bacteria in our gut and inside our cells. Our mitochondria are also bacteria. So we're a colony. We're not, we're not this being that, that stands alone. We are, we've been colonized by a thousand species of bacteria that live in our gut, in our skin, in our mouth, in our hair. Well, you know how we get our probiotics originally. No. How, how do we get them? Well, when we're in our mother's belly, we're in a sterile environment. There's no bugs in, the, in your mother's belly. But when you're born, as you're going through the birth canal, you get all of your flora from the birth canal, from the, from the vaginal juices and as you go through your birth process. And today, children that are born with C-sections are swabbed with the with the vaginal juice of the mother with, to be able to get them to colonize, to have a flora in their gut. And then later we get our flora from playing in the yard and putting everything in our mouths. And now today we consider that these bugs are our enemies and we're just, and for many years we've been trying to kill them off with antibacterial soaps. And what we've done is we've eliminated the weakest ones and we've, we're left with the strongest ones that are the really scary ones. But bacteria are our friends by and large, and they want our colony to be healthy. 
So if we can support them with Saccharomyces boulardii, with the things that they like to eat, then they will become strong and they'll keep us healthy. Yeah, I love that. Let's support them. Let's support those beautiful bacteria and let's talk to it. Let's give it lots of love and let's get it into our system. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am, but I have to interrupt to tell you about Skillshare. Now, Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, writing, photography, and so much more. One of my goals for this year is to nurture my three hobbies, which are photography, dancing, and pottery. And on Skillshare, I've been able to hone my photography skills, which I'm loving. I'm currently taking the iPhone photography, how to take pro photos on your iPhone class, and I'm loving it. Also, being an author, I've checked out some of their writing classes, which I can't wait to dive into. They also have classes on social media marketing, illustration, design, and Nick is actually doing a few classes in music, which he is loving. It's great for anyone who is looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or to gain new professional skills. It's seriously epic. And you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare with a special offer just for you. You can get two months free on Skillshare. That's right, two months. Skillshare is offering the Melissa Ambrosini Show podcast listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. How cool is that? And all you have to do is go to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Skillshare to get your two months free today. Happy learning. Now, back to the episode. I'd love to hear now, I want to turn the spotlight on you a little bit, and I'd love to hear if you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world, besides your books, what is one book that you would choose? I would choose a book on discovering who you truly are. And I don't know the name of that book. I'm sure it's out there. But something that can help the young people in schools discover who they are and what they came to do in this world. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really important. I wish that was compulsory reading for everyone. Because if we could leave school knowing a little bit more about who we are and what our purpose on earth is, then... We'd, we'd be in a very different situation. You know, this is what, when I was working with the shamans in the Amazon, they talked about understanding who we are and what we came here to do. That we all chose to come here to learn particular lessons. You know, we didn't come here to be engineers or doctors or lawyers or shamans, but to learn lessons. And if we didn't learn the lessons, we had to repeat the grade. And they were spiritual lessons. They were lessons about the nature of life, about who we are, what our destiny is about, and how life populates the cosmos, the entire, the, the entire universe, and how we migrate through the earth, and how life is infinite. And so these are the things that we get to explore generally when we're a little bit older and later in life. But I would love to see kids 
with their immense curiosity, the young people be able to engage these topics in a in a in a more structured way. Yes, I agree. Now, I want to hear about your morning routine and how you prime yourself for a successful day. So do you have a morning routine? What does that look like? Can you talk us through it? Well, the very first thing I do in the morning is to prepare a cup of tea for my wife and myself. And then we share dreams. We share dreams with each other because both of us are are trained as shamans, as medicine people, and the dream time is so important. And when you don't dream, that's one of the things that can make you sick. And so we share our dreams. We tell each other where we were and where we went. And we both trained with with medicine men and women for whom the dream time is something that that didn't get stuffed into this domain of sleep like it is for us in the West. But you could dream with your eyes open. So we share dreams. We share the adventures that we had during the night. And then we then we share a prayer together. And our prayers really... We don't repeat a prayer that we learned. We make it up on the spot because the prayers that you repeat are hypnotic and they're designed to take you to the old brain, to the old Neanderthal brain that reaffirms a a particular religious belief. So we have to make the prayer up on the spot. So the next thing that we do is we practice, we have a meditation practice of gratitude and we only do it for two minutes, very, very brief. Most of the time we spend sharing dreams. And then we dedicate the day to the greater good of, of humanity, which is what my mission at this time in my life is about. Beautiful. Then what do you do after that? Do you have an evening routine that helps you wind down for the day? Well, we we do. The evening routine has to do with, with a little bit of meditation. We only meditate briefly for two minutes. So the meditation practice that we have, the first principle is you don't want to get frustrated. So if you're going to spend 20 minutes frustrated trying to meditate, better to get really high quality two minutes in. So in the evening, we spend do a couple of minutes of meditation. We have a cup of tea together as well. And then what we do is prepare to go into the dream time. So we leave the day behind and we begin to summon the kind of dreams that we want to have or the continuity of a dream from the night before. So it's like getting ready to go out to dinner somewhere or to a party, but the party is actually happening in the invisible world. And then we give each other the task of having to find the other in a dream of inviting the other into one of our dreams. So that takes a little bit more practice, but it's a wonderful experience in the same way that we like to share the day with each other. We like to share that dream space. And frequently we will be in the same dreamscape together. That's so beautiful. My husband and I, when we say, see you in my dreams, or we make the intention to meet in our dream, it actually happens. and. Someone had told me that before and I thought, oh, I don't know about this. And when we actually did it, we were just blown away and it was so beautiful. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful ritual and thing to do. And I have a similar morning and evening routine with my husband where we 
say prayers and we say what we're grateful for. But I really love this. We talk about our dreams as well, but I love the idea of talking about what else you would like to manifest in your reality. You know, I do that on my own, but I think voicing it with your partner is something that could be really powerful. So I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah, try that. It really is a powerful, powerful practice. And, you know, it's interesting because in your dreams, you never bump into things. So I'm always bumping into things in the physical world. You know, I bump into the chair, into the computer, into the lamp. And, but in a dream, you never bump into things. So you, ne- you don't have a physical body. And it's seldom that you see yourself in your dream. And this is one of our practices. How do you find yourself in a mirror in a dream or in reflection in a pool? But you are in spirit form. So this is the kind of mastery that's going to help to take us into the journey beyond death. If we can retain consciousness in our dream time and find out who we are without a body, while we still have a body to come back to, it's going to be incredibly helpful when we make that final crossing. Mm. All right. This is something that I'm going to work on. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Good, good. So I've got three little rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yep. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Just one thing that we can start to implement today. The first thing is clean water. Get a water filter. Yeah, I I agree. So important. If you are listening and you haven't got a water filter, you haven't got clean water, please look into it because it's so important. You know, there are so many amazing guests that we've had on this show and almost every single one of them has said the same thing about clean water. So if you can, please do. Not only that, but be sure the water filter filters out fluoride because most of the water systems around the world have fluoride in them and there's no science that proves that it helps your teeth at all. What it does is to calcify the pineal gland so that you don't have a spiritual experience. So you're not able to see the big picture and it keeps the population living in fear. And this is a really good way to to, to control a, a population is by keeping, keeping them in this lower consciousness of scarcity and fear. And everybody listening to this does not want that. They want to step out of that and they want to unlock their full potential. Absolutely. Filter the fluoride out. Yeah, absolutely. And the chlorine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what is one of the most important things that we can do today for more wealth, so more abundance in all areas of our life? I think that the most important thing to do for abundance is to practice generosity. So the more you give away, the more that comes to you. The more you give away of your heart, of your good wishes, of your of your attentiveness to other people, you create spiritual abundance and emotional abundance, and then physical abundance inevitably flows to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love it. And generosity is such a beautiful thing. You know, my parents are two of the most generous people I know, and I'm so inspired by them all the time. And it makes me want to be more generous. And the feeling that you get when you give is just so beautiful and expansive. You know, the most generous people that I've been with have been very, very poor 
Native American Indians in high mountain villages that you come and you're an honored guest and they use the last little bit of potatoes that they have to prepare soup for you. And they're so happy to offer it to you. So we measure abundance by how much we have. And so many cultures measure abundance by how much they're able to give. Mm, That's so beautiful. I love that mentality. Okay. Last one. What is the most important thing we can do for more love in our life? It begins with loving yourself. So the best recipe I know for loving yourself is to reclaim your body. So get some nice massage oil and massage your feet and talk to your feet. Say, hi, feet. I use you all day. You take me places everywhere and I neglect you so much. I love you, feet. Begin to reclaim the parts of your body, even those parts that you don't like. Because it's important to be able to love yourself to be able to then offer love to another. And remember, love is the, is the, the common denominator of all creation. Mm, absolutely. I'm going to go give myself a beautiful self-loving essential oil and coconut oil massage after this. You've inspired me. Absolutely. Rub your feet, rub your toes, rub your hands, your fingers. Yeah. And but then go to those parts of your body that you really you're uncomfortable with. You have too much of or too little of and say I love you just exactly the way you are. Beautiful. I'm going to do that straight after this. Yeah. Now, Alberta, this has been amazing. I am so grateful for your time and for all of your wisdom and the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you, Melissa. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Anything else that I didn't ask you about or any last parting words of wisdom? Yeah. Well, for me, the this is the, the last book that I'm writing. I've written 17 books and I got tired of writing books. So I've really put down and grow new body, all of the shamanic wisdom that that I've learned over 25 years of living with uh, medicine men and women and studying and training with them. And it's my giveaway to the, to the world. And the, the core message is that you are a living miracle. Uh, you can grow a new body that ages and heals and dies differently and not become a statistic, which are very ugly today, the medical statistics. So we, you know, we have the ability to live to be 120 years, and but not to spend them in a wheelchair, the last 20 of them. You want to take your vitality, sexuality, vibrancy, creativity to your entire life. And the way to do that is to grow a new body consciously every seven years, all the time, actually, every moment. Mm, beautiful. I love that. This book is beautiful. We've got five copies to give away, which I'm so grateful for. But one of the things that I am really passionate about is being of service. And so I want to know what's one thing that I personally can do and our listeners today can do to serve you? How can we serve you today? Well, you know, I'm so happy to be on your show and your program. And I want to offer this book to our listeners. And if you find that it's a benefit to you, if it helps you, I I have one of our guests in our in our center, we have a center in the mountains where we do do the Grow New Body program. And he came after losing 90 pounds in one year simply by following the recommendations in the book. 90 pounds in one year. And recovering not only his self-esteem, but his soul. 
that came back to him. So I, the best thing you could do for me is to, if you find that this works, share it with people you love. Mm, absolutely. And we'll link to everything in the show notes so that people can check out your website and and all of your other goodness, all of your other amazing books, 17 books. Wow, well done. This is just amazing. Thank you, Melissa. And thank you for having me on the show and blessings to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Wasn't that awesome? I loved today's episode. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And don't forget to come and join the MA Tribe private Facebook group, where you can share your insights from this episode, plus tell me who else you want me to get on the show. It's also a sacred space where we can come together to discuss all things Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide along with anything else that you feel called to contribute to the open and honest conversation. You'll also get some extra love and support personally from me that I won't be offering anywhere else. And one thing that I get asked all the time is, where can I find like-minded people? Where can I find my soul sisters? Well, this is it. And this is exactly why I created this private Facebook group. So head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash tribe to join now. And for everything that we mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 185. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. Another thing I wanted to mention before I go is that if you haven't got my latest book, Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex, All you have to do is head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And when you're there, you will also get access to my free open wide video masterclass that Nick and I created just for you. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and you leave me that review right now. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You seriously rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this particular episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.